Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. And George just got back from an all-expenses-paid, well, except for the rental fee, uh, vacation uh. to West World. West World. West World. And other worlds, too, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Roman World. Medieval World. Medieval. Greek I wish world. we would have seen Heck more yeah. Roman World. Was Greek world not a thing? Hmm. Greek Never world was yeah. not there. Just Nico Masterakis yeah, and a Mandela series of windy sets is all that was. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's hmm. missed opportunity. Anyway. A few of those. George, Travis, how you doing, guys? Doing good. How are you? I'm ready to rock and roll. I also missed Roman world, but, you know, from what they described, it didn't sound like we were exactly in the Republic fighting back against dictators. It sounded like a lot more just banging. Sounded like some Caligula going on there. I think whatever was going on in the Wild West was also happening in Rome. And do as the Romans do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of grape eating. (laughs) Fanning. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Grape eating. Grape eating. Hey, George. Did you uh, take any notes tonight that you want to get out in front, or should we just no. jump right in? No. I don't think you took I any can, notes. I can tell you that I had to rewind. Uh-huh. He pulled a Travis. Because I fell asleep <laughs> right in the middle. What? <laughs> Dude. Well, he had a rough day at work today. What? <laughs> what? I really did. My excuse was I didn't start watching it last night till about... I don't know, one thirty. My so. excuse was that it was boring. Mm. What? What? <laughs> oh. I shed a tear. George is <sighs> not uh, not a finished product yet, listeners. No, not keep yet. Keep working apparently. on this guy. Is Travis a finished product? Why? You want to know if I liked it or not? Yeah. Did you like it? <laughs> I liked it for reasons that you probably don't know why. Okay. I mean, I've seen a lot of movies, so I've seen a lot more movies of this premise that are a lot more action-packed. Yeah. But for the reasons why we watched it, I, I do like it. I I thought of a thing that would probably have made it better. You thought of a thing? Thought of a thing. Okay. Travis One is little thinking thing. about things. What thing did you think about? <laughs> well, I don't about? know. if the, Should we try to fix it now, or do we try to fix George first? I mean, we've already heard <laughs> that it's boring, so why not we just... Let's just fix it right up front, Travis. What would you do differently to make George less bored? I Well, I think probably the reason why it was boring was it was done in the 70s. So it kind of was restricted to its ability to make things happen like today everything would have been cgi it would have been all you know there would have been 30 40 50 robots at one time it would have been like crazy this was more of a character movie because they didn't probably have a big budget so my issue was they should have left it a surprise that the animatronics were animatronics it should have been more of a uh oh shit they're robots Instead of we find out in the very beginning that everything's robotic except for the guests. And I think that probably would have added a little bit more to the movie. Probably a lot more. If this was a video podcast, 
you would all mm-hmm. see me doing the Kanye West shaking the head looking at you like, mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Nope. Negative. Maybe not like at the very end find out he's a robot, but I think the whole time I was expecting something to go wrong because they were robots and they were kind of hinting towards it throughout the movie, which is fine. But that's where I was thinking it would have been better, maybe even like maybe an hour in, maybe 40 minutes, 30 minutes. But it was like the very first RoboCop infomercial at the very beginning told you they were yeah. robots. When the reporter so, from Willy Wonka and yeah. the Chocolate Factory showed up <laughs> yeah. with his yeah. wonderful haircut. He had the uh, the Don Flamenco haircut from Punch-Out. Yes. Yeah. I, so I, like I, I thought guy. to myself, okay, you know, let them get there. Let them kind of settle in, feel like they're on a vacation. I liked all that. I really didn't mind. I thought the characters were fun. I thought the Yul Brenner character, the gunslinger, was really cool, especially his first appearance. Like, all that stuff, that tension, that, you know, the Brolin, James Brolin character had been there before, so he was kind of, like, kind of smirking. He knew what was to expect. I liked all that. And I liked the fact that they were androids, but that whole reveal that they were, like, had this Disney underground and they were, like, taking them down. I love that part where they came out in the middle of the night and cleaned the place up. That was all cool because it kind of made me think, okay, this is... Maybe that should have been something that happens, but maybe the main characters didn't know that they were animatronic. Like, I think he should have found out maybe when he shot them and not know, neither of them knew that they were animatronics. Like, they just probably would have thought they were actors. And then that would have been a good time to reveal that the underground where they repair them and all that stuff. I think we need a new rule for the podcast, which is y'all got to watch movies after a nap. That's my new proposed <laughs> rule. I, I I have I have done that before. I've gotten home from work, had a nap. I was in the movies. Movie. Don't get me wrong. I, I I said to you earlier today the reason why I gave it a better grade than it probably should have got was that I know who made it. I know who wrote it. So to me, it was the first draft of Jurassic Park. So it was George, like a college version. George, let me uh, throw some names at you. And tell me what you know about the following names. Are you okay. ready, George? Yeah. Yule Brenner. Any idea who that is? Nothing. Zero. Well, he played uh, the black hat cowboy android, the main antagonist for uh-huh. most of the yep. movie. Yep. He played Ramses in the Ten Commandments. You've probably seen that movie. Mm, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. You've never seen the Ten Commandments. It's played on TV every year. You. <laughs> What? I, prob- I probably what? have. I don't know. What? <laughs> what? It plays on TV every year. Everybody in the Catholic Church watches it, and then probably all the other people too. All of them in the whole world. <laughs> Everybody watches that movie. Everybody becomes an idolater to watch that movie. Oh yeah, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, he's very famous. Uh, okay. Super famous, and just okay. kind of a bad A overall. Yeah. So it'd be like if you did it today, and I mean. I'm trying Can to use the rock. Yeah, I was thinking the rock. Yeah. Yeah, it would be the rock or somebody. Or like Jason Statham, somebody with like an edge yeah. to him. Vin Diesel, right? Vin okay. Diesel as the gunslinger. In context. Okay. okay. Jeez Louise. All right. How about this? James Brolin. Do you know who that is? Who? James Brolin. Oh, little Jimmy Brolin. 
No, I don't you know, know who his that son. Was. We just so watched him. Last James week. Brolin <laughs> is the friend that is like experienced in Westworld, the confident one who gets blown away by Yul Brynner's character. Yeah, he looks like. Yeah, he's the dad of uh, Llewellyn from No Country. Really, Josh yes. Brolin. Yeah, he's super Word famous up. actor. Been in a million things. Household mm. name. Not the Warner household, but <laughs> most households. No. Right. <sighs> wow. Okay, how about this one? That's Llewellyn's dad. That makes sense. <laughs> we're He's, making connections he here. He took his snarky pills today. <laughs> we're sn- we're uh, soldering That's what animals. happens when he naps. He gets snarky. <laughs> Gosh, get that guy a beer. Uh, all have, right. Here, have, how about I this name, to. George? Michael Crichton. No. Nothing. How about if I pronounce it correctly as Michael Crichton? You ever heard of a Michael Crichton? Uh, no. You ever heard of a TV show called ER? I have heard of that, yes. Ever seen a movie called Twister? I have seen Twister, yes. Well, he wrote it. He wrote a lot of scientifically accurate and or at least semi-accurate movies and books over the years he wrote one it's not that famous but you might have heard of uh park de jurassic have you ever heard of that um i have under I the have english title probably jurassic park yes i have heard yeah. of those subtitles yeah i mean you know it's better in italian with the english subtitles but i it's fine yeah. in english as well the dubbing is pretty good it's uh, pretty good cgi also pretty good all these years yes. later anyway uh, <laughs> essentially the same movie you just watched, but without cowboys and with more dinosaurs. Also based on a book, a novel written by Michael Crichton. So he writes he writes the same story over and over again with different characters? Well, he writes the same theme, right? Okay. Which is technology right. taken for granted, getting away from us, and, you know, basically turning and attacking us. Okay, so this, you know... Uh, this whole premise, like, you know, the robots are going to, like, take on a mind of their own and start harming people. And it's like, I, we're, I'm, we're practically living in this right now, mm-hmm. right? Like, I see this movie every day. Do you, though? Go on. I, I definitely do. Where do the voices... <laughs> Where did the voices talk to you, George? No, I mean, like, all right, so the reason why, I, all right, so movie's very predictable, right? The thing that we created gets away from us, it harms us, right? That's, like, that was, you know, it's like, like you said, the Jurassic Park thing, you know, taking the technology too far and creating something that you can't control, right? Mm-hmm. So I've seen this movie before but not this movie. Um, and then also, like, I was kind of, like, hoping towards the end that, like, maybe, you know, the robots were, like, the robots turning on them was just, was also, like, part of the program just to, like, scare the shit out of you, the vacationer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool if, like... They're all in know, on even, it except for yeah. him. It's just exactly well, they kind of did that in a way, like with the bank robbery, and then the uh, putting him putting him in jail for you know shooting the guy. Like they did kind of 
scare him a little bit by putting right. But then when his friend got shot, it was like, was oh, it's on, right. it's on, right? I thought it would be cool if that even that was part of the program. Hmm. But uh, then again, I was another like, another well, movie then how comes to mind, Dan, that we might have to. <laughs> but then I was like, it. how does this movie end? If that's like, if that's the case, then like, what was the point? That would be a sucky ending too. And then it didn't do that. It just kept treading forward with the same theme until the famous guy's face came off and that which was, was revealed much earlier as well when they were fixing them yes so that kind of takes away from i mean yeah the character is getting the shock of the robot but the viewer is not well, it's not a shock he knows it's a robot yeah but it doesn't I th- have a face i think there would have been more of a to it if someone was shocked well, and but I, yeah, I think you're supposed to feel a bit of like horror when he pops up without a face because it is that uncanny valley where you're walking that fine line between reality and unreality, right? And so to see a human form with a missing face in a cavern where their brain should be, it's supposed to hit you in your instincts just like, Ugh, you know, and if you're not recoiling, then you're, you're too tired and you got to watch the movie again. Next week, Westworld again. <laughs> it looks like it, when I see the robot without a face, it looks like a Facebook profile. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, here's a person. It resembles a person, but there's no brain. You know, like you're like, oh, let me follow this person, see what they're into. Ah, never mind. <laughs> no brain in that one. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. And then, so furthermore, I I follow, I follow people like, you know, like Elon, mm-hmm. you know, who are like, who have been and are warning about AI, AI and, um, you know, I've seen the matrix. So mm-hmm. you might the, not get the matrix without Westworld. Right. I mean, so, shoot, man. I don't need your Led Zeppelin too. I've got Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> this yeah, is what guess, you were saying right now. I guess it that's kind of true. Sad. I'm like, I don't know. I don't I need just this. Like, I've seen this a million times. I don't need this JTM 45 turned up to 11. And no, no, I I have a Joyo pedal. It goes straight to the PA, and it sounds, I mean, almost exactly the same. But like, how many times have I seen this movie? How many well, times I don't know. Have you've you only seen, seen like movie? 20 movies, so No, I mean, well, I saw we I saw Jurassic Park. Okay. Okay, so I've seen that technology getting out of control. But see, I've seen The Matrix. I've I mean, what's that like Will Smith movie where all the robots like try to kill him? There's that I one. Ro- or I am robot? Or d- no, I yeah, robot. Yeah, I robot. There's like a there's a bajillion movies where robots like get smart and try to kill people. They all came from this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's that's cool. <laughs> This is, I mean... Uh, How many westerns have you seen, George? I've seen a few westerns. Do I you, like westerns, actually. Do you delight during the first 45 minutes to an hour of this movie when they're taking the slow burn approach to just give you a fun experience living in a western for a minute? Yes. You get your bar brawl. You get your, you know... Uh, get laid. Your courtesans, right? You get your <laughs> bank robbery opportunity and your decision making what do i do do i put it in a robot or do i go next door and put bullets <laughs> in a robot like you really either way i'm putting something in a robot right. yes i did enjoy that 
charming as hell. You get the Batman sixty six uh, brawl in the yeah. in the saloon, which is just a Western brawl. I mean, that's that's where that comes from. You know the part where I realized I loved it when <laughs> when when uh, Brenner walks into the saloon and starts breaking his balls. Oh my god! Yeah. And everybody clears out. Yep. <laughs> that moment when up. everybody gets out of their yeah. chair is the yeah. perfect Western. Just, I loved that. Uh, I was like, it, you know, to me, the movie as a full thing, I understand why George is kind of, eh. Uh, but there's just little, there's a ton of moments in the movie that are good that I love. I don't know if I love the movie as a whole, but I just, there's so many parts in it that I liked to the point where it's like, okay, I can, I'm, I'm good with this because I'm coming into it right now. I think I saw this once when I was a kid. So this is, I'm actually watching it with a keen eye now and I get it, but I understand how, uh, it could turn people to like, eh, eh, I've seen it. I, I, I kind of understand where he's coming from, but as somebody who loves the movies that it came from or that it, it inspired, I, it doesn't bother me at all because it, it. I know there were so many directors that are inspired by this movie to make it grander and better, including the guy who wrote it and directed it because he got a second chance. He's like, okay, I made this movie in the 70s, 73, nothing, no technology was there, whatever. Now I have this other book that is way better than Westworld and I'm going to make it what I've always wanted to make it and that's what he made Jurassic Park. So it's like, this I said to Dan earlier today. I said like, this is kind of like the college filmmakers version. And then when he got the money and the backing and the experience, he made Jurassic Park. So yeah, that's what made me love it. Well, not love it. I don't love it, but that's what made me like it and appreciate it. Are you still rolling your eyes, Dan? I appreciate that. So George, one thing I want to throw <laughs> at you, and I did this with Clerks, and it worked. So I'll try it again. Uh, he made. Westworld. Michael Crichton made Westworld for one sixty third the budget of Jurassic Park, not adjusted for inflation. That doesn't impress me. One <laughs> one million dollars is all he spent to make this movie. But keep in mind, and half of that went into that snake. Yeah, I mean that snake, uh, that that beautiful tinfoil mouse snake. I mean, I got to tell you, these robots looked like they had some excellent tone. Did you get that feeling, George? And firecrackers. A lot of point-to-point wiring, yeah. a lot of big old capacitors. Oh, yeah. I was I was liking the parts that they were using. I knew you, you would. I was like, these you are old. lead him to that. I know. He should have yeah. said it on his own, but I let him there. <laughs> these are, these are old yet. school through-hole parts. These are the best. This yeah. is This is what you make robots out of. Yeah, not those doorbell parts. <laughs> like this is this is the real the real shit. Uh, oh, that is a, anyway. That is a what was I cut. saying? That is more controversial than any of our listeners are going to realize <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> Both of us a lot of grief over the years for our stance on these things. Well, a lot of mojo and pixie dust and Yule Brynner. Yeah, am I right? Well, not a lot. It's fine. Oh. It's fine. I do love the disparity. <laughs> if you need like grounding not the electrical kind but you know just uh <laughs> metaphysical grounding while you're watching this movie mm. take a peep at the computer equipment they're using to run the park and compare it 
to the technology yeah. that they're trying to simulate with these fake robot guys. I mean, the high-tech demonstration of money and power is that they can draw, like, asteroids quality, like... A uh, vector... I think they're like vector... Yeah, uh, like vector graphics. Are you talking about his vision, like the pixel... No, no on the computer I, screens around computer where it's screens. just like... it's Ooh, it's a triangle oh. that bounces around the screen. Ooh, look at the... Uh, See, yeah, you're yeah. too young to remember this, but when I was in grammar school, we had a computer uh, like that, and you had to type in coordinates, you know, RT90, you know, RT negative 90, and you had to draw something with this stupid turtle. This turtle would take all those coordinates, and it would draw the house that you just coordinated. And if you didn't do it right, it didn't draw the house. That's what it looked like. It looked like the mm. the shit we did in like 1982. Gotcha. Where it was like cutting edge. You know, the yeah, ori- original Star Wars basic, video game. <laughs> where it was like line 10, yeah. draw a pixel at location. Line 20, yeah. draw a pixel at location. Go. Oh, I missed. I missed it. Oh. it. It does. It looks like the old Star Wars uh, video game. In the arcade where you had to kind of blow up the Death Star and everything was just wire drawing, vector wire art. Mm. That's what it was. I'm like I mean, looking at them like they can make hum- basic humans, but they can't have more advanced computers. But, you know, we can tell that for sure those computers they were using would not be able to tell you uh, what was making that sound on the phone recording. Because those were the exact <laughs> same computers as Bird of the Crystal Plumage. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that too. It just looked like a lot of... I uh, thought it looked like spinning. Yeah, it looked like recording <laughs> equipment. Yeah, recording like, equipment. Like I, it's a, like a big echoplex. I think those are old data access. Like you know, cheaper than using a hard drive. You got a lot of reel-to-reel tape data. What's funny access. is that entire set would fit in a iWatch it right was, now. It was yeah. <laughs> it was airtight though. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It, it was. Air, it had to be there. airtight. It had to be. Yeah. You know why would you make a supercomputer like that and? Not make the room airtight. <laughs> Did you catch <sighs> that the hovercraft that they used to drive in, yeah, was basically a like a hotel lobby, and then a screen <laughs> showing you a fragment of a wing. Yes, that's making your money stretch, guys. Like you have yeah. to, <laughs> you have to understand if you have no money. I mean, if anything, for you guys, I think you've been so spoiled lately by computer graphics, CGI, the modern. You know, and modern, uh, even up through the 80s, high-budget miniature work, right? Mm -hmm. This movie has no money, but it has the ambition to be a $100 million picture. And so it's doing everything it can to keep you not looking directly at its crappy effects, but, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at the thing happening next to them so you get the impression that the effects were actually pretty good, when in reality what you're looking at, it's like a, a cardboard box painted silver on a TV screen in the corner. But it works if you let it work, if you don't George it to death. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely works. Hi, I'll Karumba. take your word for it. <laughs> uh. But there, yes, it's it's a very dated movie. But there's, and this is not nostalgia, Travis, talking, because <laughs> I, have, I have zero nostalgia for this movie. The story is there. The moments are there. But it just it suffers from the fact that you've seen this idea multiple times, and it suffers from a low budget. Yeah, I think if this was a hundred million dollar budget, you just watched iRobot, you just watched Minority Report, you just watched Jurassic Park. But instead, you're watching George Lucas make Star Wars 
for the first time fresh out of college. You know, you're getting, like Dan said, the money's being stretched. And yeah, that's a trash can with wheels, but fuck. Like, look at it. (laughs) No, that's R2-D2. It's R2-D2, and it became iconic, and it's a trash can with wheels. No, it's R2-D2. So disrespect R2-D2. I won't. But I'm just saying, like that, the same thing applies to back then. The 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 budget restricts the filmmaker, and sometimes the filmmaker makes it work. Sometimes he doesn't. So they picked and choose where they were going to use it, and some of it suffers. I think I I think it's a it's a good movie. All right. So I have a question for you. Why didn't I feel this way about Back to the Future? Because it's a perfect movie. Because, you know. Like I said, and you guys pointed out to me, everything that I know about, you know, time travel in that movie is something that other movies had pulled from that movie, mm-hmm. right? So, in essence, I had seen that movie before. But when I was watching it, I was enjoying it. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is like, this is a good movie. When I was watching it, I enjoyed it. Right. Why with this movie... Did I say, eh, I've seen this before, and just go, Pfft. Well, hmm. you know, I've got a couple of reasons I'm going to throw at you, George. I'm going to send them to you uh, numerically here. Uh, number okay. <laughs> number A is that you uh, didn't get enough sleep, and you obviously worked too hard today. So That is not You did not watch in the right true. mindset. Uh, number number three, I'm going to skip number two and come back to it. I'm, I'm just kidding. Okay. I don't actually have a list. But here's another thing that I think... <laughs> One thing that Back to the Future does so successfully, and we touched on it during the recording of that episode, but we couldn't fully divest all of our knowledge about it because you hadn't seen the second and third one yet. But Mm -hmm. everything that it brings up, it intentionally pays off at some point. Mm -hmm. And you can look at that two ways. One, you can look at, oh, it's the perfect movie because everything it sets up, it pays off. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know... A an alternate perspective would be it is telegraphing what it's going to do by paying off every single thing that it sets up in a very in front of you, you know, both hands on the table kind of way. Mm-hmm. What Westworld doesn't bother to do is to hand feed you subtext, right? The subtext that they hand feed you, the little bit they give you is, oh, the machines we made are out of control and now we can't control them and now we have to run. But there's a lot more going on in this movie that it gives you the breadcrumbs to, but it doesn't take you all the way. And I think if you're not in the mood to look for it, or if you're not aware that it's there, you're going to watch the whole movie. You're going to be like, that's it? Like the monster got out of control and we couldn't control it. And now, you know, it's out of control and now people died. Like, okay. What are the subtle things that George is missing? Well, okay, let's talk about it. George, how much does it cost to go to the Delos Park? A thousand dollars a day. In nineteen seventies dollars. How nineteen seventy three. How much is that today? I don't know. Twelve like, grand. Let's find <laughs> out. Not that much. Twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> a day. You'll be surprised. Pretty, it's gonna be more than that. That's pretty much the amount it takes to go in the Disney World right now, so Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mouse. Okay, so one dollar in nineteen seventy three is worth... Two and a half dollars today. No, it's way more than that. Uh, Six dollars. Okay. 
$6,000 a day. So it's $6,000 a day. Now, the characters that you meet at the beginning when you're laughing so hard at Don Flamenco and his silly hair, they all come <laughs> off as awkward, mm-hmm. ridiculous, yeah. kind of overzealous in creepy ways, a lot of them. Yeah. That one lady is like thirsty. <laughs> right? Yes. Ooh. Watch out, reporter guy. She's coming for you next. So you build up this thing where these people are spending inappropriate amounts of money. They're already kind of creepy, weird people. And they're going just to imbibe their carnal desires, right? They want to shoot, and they also want to shoot guns, if you get my Mm -hmm. drift. Yeah. Let's talk about class for a little bit. Mm. Die hard. Boots from the ground perspective, looking up, right? Everybody above Mm -hmm. me is dumb, and George loves this movie. But in this movie... I would say loves, but it's a good movie. He enjoyed it. Well, once you thought about that, you you came on board. Yeah, it's true. It's a good movie. Damn right. Damn right. (laughs) I've had a lot of (laughs) messages off the board this week (laughs) being like, George doesn't like Die Hard? What the fuck is wrong with him? (laughs) (laughs) Why isn't that not on the board? (laughs) Well, because it's people that aren't on the board. They need to be on the board, people (sighs) that said that to me. We need to get you on the board. Uh, And of course, we're referring to the extra credit discussion group on Facebook. Facebook.com slash groups slash remedial film pod. We'll see you there. Make it more fun. So in this movie, George, what you lack, you being the viewer, not just George, what the Mm -hmm. viewer lacks is any avatar of the working class, except for the mechanic who's trying to fix his buggy and get the hell out of Mm -hmm. Dodge. Other than him, everybody you actually meet is either a highfalutin scientist playing God with robots, actually a robot, or you meet some dumb rich person who's just going to blow money so they can bang robots and shoot robots with guns. So you don't have an avatar for you to look at and be like, yeah, man, I agree with your world perspective. Instead, what it forces you to do is take a step back and realize all these people kind of suck Mm. And maybe they're getting what's coming. Okay. So, for example, your uh, your who the guy who becomes the main character, right? You don't know it at first because everybody who watched this movie assumes James Brolin is going to be your main character, and then he mm-hmm. <laughs> he uh, Janet Lee's on you, and suddenly mm-hmm. Richard Benjamin is your your main character. The 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 less <laughs> experienced, you know, hesitant cowboy is suddenly the only one left from your little group of two who's even got a chance to survive. Mm-hmm. He talks about final his... Final girl. He was the final girl. He's he was the final, final girl. girl, yes. And and what a... Jeez <laughs> <I, geez> Louise. <laughs> he was a hell of a final girl. Well, he has, he has the arc, right? He has the most room to grow. He goes from your nervous about it, over-analytical, like, super Divorced. uptight guy. He goes through the nervousness to use the firearm and then learns to love the firearm and love the robot ladies and embrace the lifestyle and then have it turn on him the hardest because he's already come the farthest. Like, that's your character arc. He's super important because without that, it's just people going to the same place they've already been and just having something unexpected happen. But. Okay. So it's important. It's important that he has that arc, but it's also Mm -hmm. important that he's a divorcee with a wife that he's still kind of hung up on and kids he should be supporting. And so, again, even though he is kind of your 
main character in your avatar, if you take a step back and look, he's spending six thousand today dollars a day when he should probably be paying his child support. Mm-hmm. None of these people get off scot free even before they get off the the hovercraft cardboard box. Hmm. I didn't even think of any of that. Because it's not it's it's, it's there, there, but right? you gotta mine for it. It's not just Yeah, man. This movie's got a lot going on and it's just maybe it's because it's early in his career, maybe it's because Michael Crichton's a better writer than he is a filmmaker. Although I think this movie rocks. Whatever. It's a great premise, I do have to say. I, I, I enjoy the premise. Like you said, it probably, maybe if he made it 15 years later, it would have had all that in there. Because well, I think a lot of that is in Jurassic Park. Like you, the whole classism and the, uh, you know, the victims, like everybody in that movie, all that stuff is there. You know, they explain through actions and small dialogue where all these people are in, in certain classes. Well, and if you read the book, uh, Jurassic Park. Yes, I have read that. The chaos theory thing. You know, he's got a he's got a bug in him that he wants to get this chaos theory across to the reader. And then they get to the movie and it's like one line of dialogue from Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't get the the service it deserves given how important it is to the book. If you strip that out of Jurassic Park, if you look at Jurassic Park, the book, and you're like, okay, all the things that it's giving me, I'm going to take the intellectual part out, rip it from the pages. I'm going to type it into one line of dialogue for the Malcolm character you get the movie. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, that is more similar to this movie than the book is similar to this movie. It's interesting. Uh, they dumbed down the book Jurassic Park to get it to be Westworld again. And Westworld, they had to keep it simple because they couldn't afford to go any more complex. Mm-hmm. So you end up with the same movie twice, but one of them costs 63 times as much money. <laughs> or I guess, now that we know that six times, you know, let's say... 14 times as much money. Mm. No, more than that. Well, it's six, uh, 2021. 63, t- 63 times six. Uh, no, that's 2021 dollars. That was made in 92. Oh, so made 93. 93, okay. 92. So in 92, <laughs> let me look. Uh, 1992, <laughs> I've got my whole 70, chart up here. 73 to 92. It's about three times as much. So, uh, you know, <coughs> so 20 times as much money. Uh-huh. No, because it was a million bucks. Well, one point two million for. We're doing math on this show. Is that tired, George? I'm actually pretty good at math. Yeah. Or maps. maps. I'm actually pretty good at math. <laughs> All right, we're gonna find out. So it was one million dollars in seventy-three. <laughs> for this movie, it was sixty-three dollars in ninety-two or ninety-three, which is about three times million. the buying power. So sixty-three divided by three takes you down to twenty. Ish. Yeah, twenty times. So it's yeah. twenty times as much money. Yeah, let's just say it's twenty times. Yeah, we'll just we'll just do that. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot more money <laughs> to get it's the same movie. <laughs> only now you have dinosaurs instead of Yul Brynner. Was Jurassic Park twenty times better than this? Probably. Yes. Is it? <laughs> is it because yes. you have it a is, kid? Like, do the kids make it better? Reasons. Like, what's different in Jurassic Park? Fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. If it's there were thirty Yul Brynners running around, <laughs> maybe like. <laughs> Different breeds of Yule Brenner, like and one that's real tall. He jumped up on the bar and, and tapped his toe like a velociraptor. Yeah, this movie walk, did have a distinct get, lack of clever girls. There were not it's enough clever girls in clever Westworld. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
Yeah, I think I think the uh, gunslinger, he lost me at his walk. I don't care about the guy, the gunslinger's walk. But he had his I hands like on the his Jurassic belt. He kind of was walking weird. I like the Jurassic Park. Wasn't it was like one. It's it's like one of these three. Like, why did you even need three amusement park places? Like, I think they wanted to show the that the breakdown in other places to kind of build tension and suspense. Like they mentioned that they were breaking down in succession. I guess. Based on when they were installed, yeah, because it was like, oh, this this went down this point, and then this is going down yeah, now. The failure now, rate, now the failure, the failure rate, that, and all yeah. that stuff. So I wonder if they created the three worlds just to either make fun of the Disney worlds, maybe. I don't know, the but different like, lands. Like Jurassic Park didn't have two other parks. Like it was just Jurassic Park. Let's just focus on one thing. Let's just. Make this go wrong here. But they had paddocks in Jurassic Park. There were different paddocks. I mean, part of it is that thing where you're, you know, you're in your house and you hear about something bad happening to your neighbor and then something bad happens to the neighbor on your other side. And you get that looming sense that something is coming for you, right? The, Mm -hmm. The walls are closing in. If you cut those other two worlds out and it's just... Hey, I'm certainly glad we banged those robots last night. Uh-oh, this one shot me. Like, that would seem like a total, just like, abrupt non sequitur. And you could make that work, but it wouldn't be the same movie. And it wouldn't be the same theme of robots getting out of control as much as it would be like, you know, you f that robot's girlfriend and now he's mad at you. Well, I mean, you could Talking do about it the snake, the of other. course. It's a <laughs> biblical yeah. thing. You could do it without the other worlds. It would just have to have all have to happen within Westworld. It like, would have to happen like over the course of one night with a big power outage and Sam Jackson no, being like, no, "Hold no, on no, to your no. butts, <laughs> hold on to your butts." <laughs> I do love that line. <laughs> I love Jurassic Park. It's fine, but I like yeah. this movie better. <clears throat> and you might be able to tell that from my ardent defense of it. But mm-hmm. okay, and I'm and not even like a Western Travis guy. Just like Jurassic Park for other reasons. Yeah, I mean, Jurassic Park's cool. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Okay, yeah, sure. All right, cool. <laughs> right. Great. I can't sing the score for Westworld, but I can sing it for Jurassic Park. Point Jurassic Park. But I like the book better. Negative the book point is better. Jurassic Park. More people die. You know what was cool, but which I would have liked to see more of, or not like more of, but this, just, this is the way I would have developed the story. You know how, like, the snake bit him and they're like, Oh, it's not supposed to do that. But it was just like a little thing. Mm -hmm. And then I think either before, no, it was after that, after that in the bar fight, like someone gets thrown off the balcony and they like lands on their table. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, it was more chaotic. Like there could, they could develop things within the world. Like things are getting more and more dangerous. Things are getting more and more becoming closer and closer calls and it's like i don't think this is normal Mm -hmm. there's something going wrong in this world it would have been really cool if when the body hits the table and they act all you know oh that's just one step too far let's punch some robots if after a minute you realize that was a guest yeah that would be really should have established that person as a guest right that would have been really cool like that's maybe the sheriff yeah because you knew he he came in, in on that 
Hotel on Wheels with when they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Van Patten character. Yeah, you, like you see guests getting wrecked, and you're like, "Wait, what the heck?" Yeah. And then you realize something's wrong, and you don't need medi- medieval world, and you don't need Rome. World. I still like the idea that they have more worlds, though, because here's the thing: a conversation we had, my wife and I, watching this movie last night, and she'd seen it before too. We'd seen it a couple of times, but I, I turned to her and I go, "You know what?" I know it doesn't go well, but I'd still go to Westworld in a heartbeat. And she looks at me and she goes, yeah, you would. (laughs) And I realized like, yeah, maybe she would rather go to Rome world or medieval world. You know, it's like Mm. the three of us, we probably all, all end up in Westworld unless it was like, you know, getting the fight in a phalanx or something. That'd be pretty cool. With the name Travis. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm heading to Westworld, I think. So yeah, I'm going to Westworld. I mean, too. that's the thing. We think, oh, we don't need these other worlds. But for other viewers, they're probably like, oh, thank goodness we had Rome World, or else I would have had no connection to these dumb old cowboys and their stinky mm-hmm. armpits and their guns <laughs> and their horses. That was the other thing that I loved about it. Like when I was in college, we went to, uh, was it Vic and whatever's Italian wedding or whatever it was like a. Oh, well, well, watch your language. What? I don't know. What <laughs> it was one of those about? improv weddings, but it was like an Italian wedding. An improv wedding? Yeah, where all the actors are at the wedding. You're at the wedding. You're at the reception, and everybody's an actor. Is it a real wedding? No, it's you pay to go to it. Oh, it's improv. It's improv. Oh. But the guests are watching a show. It's kind of like mystery theater, but it's a wedding. Oh. So I went to that one time, and the fr- my friend John, who drug us all there, said it's only as fun as you make, you as you make it. Oh, he's in I'm George mode today. I'm just kidding. It's only as fun as you make it. Okay. So if you get involved, mm-hmm. then you're going to have a lot more fun than sitting in the corner. Okay. So he's like he showed up, he had the gun in the holster, he had the whole zoot suit thing and he was playing the part. So mm-hmm. then we were all playing and now he's acting like he's really interested but he's not. Uh So what you're saying was that I was watching this movie sitting in the corner. No, what I'm saying is what I involved. loved about the the beginning of the movie was once they became Western actors, they were guests to this West, the Brolin character was playing it up. Yes. He, and to yes. me, that's like what I would do. And then I know people that would be more like the Benjamin character, the uh, Peter, who was reluctant because he felt weird. And Sure. So to me, that was a great dynamic too. Like all that stuff, I loved. I was I was on board all the way until I realized that the the they lost me with the lack of budget, and it was just not as cool as it could have been. Mm. But all the character development, I was cool with the the world development was cool. The satire in the beginning, the you know, kind of the the RoboCopiness. RoboCop kind of yeah. copiness. Mm-hmm. I was all on board for that. It was all cool. They should have played that up more. Uh, even make like a commercial. Like I know it's the seventies, but I think it would have been more campy and fun if it was like an infomercial and all that stuff. It just kind of was like an in- interview with a reporter. So there's like a few things that I think would have made it better for me personally. But I understand why Dan thinks it's perfect the way it is. But because I was watching it as somebody expecting more, because it's such an iconic film, it became a TV series. It's doing really well. Everybody's watching it. Uh, it's very complex. A lot of characters. That's why I think the worlds get wasted, because there's no complexity. Even the stuff that Dan's talking about, there's no real complexity because they don't have the time like a TV show would have. 
Mm-hmm. Like if they sat there, they kind of dabbled in it when they were trying to tell the story. The old man in the medieval time, because the, even the scientists said, "Oh, this is uh, this is his last day. Let's make it. Let's make it special." And they so, did. And they did. So it's like those kind of things are there, but they're subtle. And I think if it was a more well-written movie for today, I think there would have been more characters, there would have been more development, and you would have seen, you would have cared more other than the two guys. Like, I didn't care about anybody else but them two because they didn't bother developing any, anything else. Right. Even the Yul Brenner character and the Van Patten who was became the sheriff, like, he seemed like a kind of character that could have been a fun develop as well because he looked apprehensive as well he looked out of a fish out of water he looked kind of scared but then he kind of fell into the part but then he kept dabbling back to being scared and then swallowing that and being a sheriff so it was like but i don't know anything about him he's technically has like 11 minutes screen time and that's it probably related to how many days they could have him on set right yeah i mean he was famous but then again brenner like everybody in this movie is famous so maybe they did some favors i don't know that Yule Brenner walk, though, man, that is the classic. I mean, you have to think of it as, you know, he's a robot who's supposed to only be. Pretending to be Western. Yeah, gunfighting yeah. in the street and also in the bar. So the only way they're going to yeah. program him to walk is in that, you know. And in all those settings, it worked. The only time it seemed weird was during the pursuit chase at the end. But it's supposed to feel weird. I know. And I then know, but it just they made build him it look up as he's corny. slow walking, he's slow walking, but then he starts to run and you're just like, oh no, he can run yeah. now. Like it's yeah. Maybe he should have had more of a John Wayne walk. I don't know. How what is the John Wayne walk? I the don't James, know. John Wo- John Wone. John Wone walk. Uh I don't know, just more more swagger. He didn't have any s- Western swagger. He was walking like a robot. But don't but you like reserve what, the like swagger for the good guy? He's the black yeah. cat. You gotta let him he's be the, the black, stiff right. one. But I do like the fact, like you said, he was he's a robot programmed to walk like a cowboy, so he's not gonna walk like a he's gonna walk like a robot walking like a cowboy. I get that. But everybody else was walk, walking the part. Right? Is that you, John Wayne? Is it me? Do you know what this movie made me think of? Early John Carpenter movies. Mm. mm. Very much. I know it's this kind of the same era. It's a little bit before, you know, somebody's watching me or or something in that uh, era. But John Carpenter, man, The Fog. Uh, I'm trying to think of Prince of Darkness. Not really. There's too much well, money. I think there. George only has one reference of a Carpenter movie. Yeah, but no, for the listeners like, who mm. have seen John Carpenter movies from this era, <laughs> when he was making mo- money, uh, making movies for no money. Uh, this yeah, felt like, like one of those John Carpenter movies where he's just he's scraping by in the smallest budget he can, and he's delivering way more, you know, quality for the dollar than most directors do with a big budget. Yeah, I was having like a precinct uh, assault on Precinct Thirteen kind of feel. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. But he doesn't know that movie. Well, you know what it reminded me of the fog as well. It reminded me of that movie with uh, Jurassic Park with Jim Carrey. <laughs> And he was the only one that didn't know that it was fake. Oh, Truman Show. Truman Show. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they That's kind of kind of looked into like a little bit to make that. It's kind of like yeah. an inverse Truman Show, where the only yeah. the yeah. only one who knows that it's the Truman Show is Truman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that changes the story. You know what my favorite part of this movie was? No joke. When the credits. Yeah. When the science. <laughs> no. <laughs> when the scientists were like. You know, oh, this is like it's 
it's spreading like it's a disease or mm. something like that and blah, blah, blah. And the executive was like, eh, I should probably just let it go. It's fine. <laughs> like, he's like, maybe we should shut all this down. He's like, nah, you just let it go. Yeah, it's like the Hammond character. It's going to be fine. This is pre-computer uh, virus, so it, it kind of, it called that. I wasn't even thinking computer virus. Right. Oh, really? Cause I was th- I was thinking like 2019, 2020. Right. Oh, like, yeah, herd immunity. When, they were when, trying to get yeah, robot like, herd immunity. And they were exactly. Just, like, oh, just well, let it go. No. Yeah, not quite. Open the what schools. What I was thinking was just like, lose. hey, hey, let's just, if we get this thing going on. Eh, it'll go away. It'll go away. I literally thought, I was like, yeah, this robot virus should be done by Easter. It's fine. <laughs> like, literally, uh, that's what I thought. The boys will be home like, by Christmas. It's fine. Exactly. <sighs> and that was the best part of the movie. In I was like, wow, that, that was prophetic. But it, seven I mean, years it, later, it, we're still wearing it. It wasn't a lot of ways <laughs> because, for one, yeah. computer viruses, and for also, uh, we're all wearing masks. Robots don't have to wear masks, though. They don't have lungs. Kind of cool. Hmm. Do I wish I were a robot? No. No. Sometimes. No, because robots don't have consciousness. I think Eastwood would have been a yes. good cast. Eastwood? They should have Eastwood play the gunslinger. That would have been cool. Eastwood yeah, was good. like big time money by this point, though. You I were, know, but If they'd made it five awesome. years earlier. You know. How awesome would it be to have the, the cowboy? Or maybe even, uh, when was this made? 73? Yeah. So, John Wayne was still alive. He would have been a good get. Was he still alive? I yeah, he, he died was... in like 81, I think. He, said he died in 79. All right, all right, 79. <laughs> I'll give you that one. He was still alive. So, I thought he was 79? dead by now. So, did they not do the shootest? Oh, till 76. There you go. I mm. had that pegged in my head 10 years earlier, but there when you go. When did he die? 79? 79. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was like 80, 81, but yeah, that was close. Because I remember seeing him like do things on TV. I remember him doing interviews. I was maybe six or seven. Yeah, see, with with Travis, I'm old. With with dates with <laughs> Travis, it's plus or minus a year, year. for every decade. <laughs> so really, <laughs> so if it was made 1980, in that's 40 years ago. Yeah. He's plus or minus four years. So if he says 81, that's within the. Travis the tolerance? Margin, the margin of error, yes. That rule only applies to movies being made. <laughs> <laughs> if you say, oh, when was Alien made? And I'm like, oh, it was, it, when did it come out? 79. And I'm either on the nose or I'm a year off. A year or two off, yeah. Right. It's one year for every decade. <laughs> it basically to has back. to do with movies that came out when I was working at the movie theater. Basically. <laughs> unless, it's a, like, <laughs> unless it's an iconic film where I know, oh, Star Wars came out in... Yeah, eighty one. Empire came out in eighty one. Star Wars came out in seventy seven. Like those things, I know. But then right. there's other movies that I'm like, I was doing. What was I manager then? <laughs> oh, that was ninety eight. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, I remember I was driving the Chevy Caprice <laughs> at the time. I was driving my Camaro. Didn't have any brakes in the back. No brakes. You don't need brakes. You just drive uphill. This is true. And three rights make a left. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Two rights make an airplane. This is true. So while we're talking about filmmaking, which we're not, but we're going to now, <laughs> uh, that's my segue for tonight because, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> no, we were talking about uh, John Carpenter level budgets and, you know, eking the most movie out for your dollar. Despite that, 
couple of things this movie does really, really well. The use of the kind of ambulatory staff. Every mm. shot with the the staff coming out to pick up the dead bodies, throw them on the, you know, the airport conveyor belt, conveyor belt <laughs> like so much luggage. And then, uh, you know, to have them open and fixed. For the time, that doesn't look like a low-budget movie. Mm-mm. And even their little, like, scoot-around maintenance cart that he's fixing when Yul Brynner shows up and blasts the one They're working branded. class guy. Those things are branded. They were fancy for mm-hmm. the time. I mean, they're they're using their money efficiently. Probably somebody owned a couple of Vespas. And they were just like, all right, we're going <laughs> to spray paint them white. <laughs> not a Vespa. I know, but I mean, like, like you know, you have maybe somebody is a car collector or... You can a, drive a Vespa in a desert? <laughs> they didn't really drive them. <laughs> I mean, it was like 10 feet and that was I it. I mean, I guess you could break one down in the desert, yeah. Maybe. Sure. Maybe. Why not? But anyway, they're stretching their budget the in the right place. I'm places. giving George the finger right now. You know, they're they're putting uh, <laughs> they're putting their Snippy. money on the screen. They're not using it really on cast, which is why you have so few characters. Which is why they have so much character development between your two main characters because they have the time. Because they don't have the money to bring in more characters. But it it results in you know cool looking robots that end up burning for way longer than you see in most Hollywood movies. Those are serious burns. Mm. Very flammable. That was a lot of flames. That was more than like Jason Voorhees' flames. Well, you know what movie it made me think of, uh, Travis? Uh, I'm not going to tell you because we haven't watched it yet. But that one, there's actually, there's three key elements in this movie that influence a certain director in later movies that you can tell. Mm -hmm. Now, one I've heard in interviews... Uh, related to the um, the style of how Michael Myers walks in the first Halloween, kind of mm-hmm. that slow pacing. Because again, up until Halloween, you've never really seen the slasher in action besides Leatherface and company. Mm-hmm. And Michael Myers has a very deliberate pace, way different than anything you saw in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You never see the killer in Black Christmas. Uh, so this is the first time you've got the slow stalker that's now the the trope. Well, that is inspired by the way Yul Brynner and the gunslinger moves in this movie. Hmm. And you can Google that. It's it's all over the no, internet. No, I've, I've actually heard Carpenter say that. Which is cool. I, yeah, I think he talks about High Noon as well. And then uh, if you see They Live, have you seen They Live mm. recently, Travis? I have, but I know George has not seen They Live. There's a section of this movie when... They get to a certain po- a point in the uh, the story and the and in the park, where suddenly you're like, oh, th- I I've seen this and they live like they do this later, mm-hmm. almost the exact same setting. Pretty cool. Is this movie where um, M Night Shyamalan got his inspiration for Signs? No, because the water. Oh, forget it. No. <laughs> Detention. <laughs> Go to the dean's office. Swing away, George. Swing Swing away, away. George. I do have to say I agree with George. Like the the ending was very lame. Tell me why. Because uh, he burned for uh, first the acid. There wasn't enough damage to him after the acid. There should have been way more damage to the to the uh, the appendage that was his face. 
What uh, there should have been seams had should have been melted away. There should have been some robotic visuals, like Terminator. I don't just, remember acid. He threw. I remember water. He threw acid on on Yul Brenner when he walked past him when he was laying on the bed. Remember he picked up. He had sulfuric acid and. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was three different acids, and he threw it on his face, and he kind of. There was smoke. There was this and that, but it didn't eat enough away. Right. So what are his eyes bothered. made out of anyway? I don't know. Marbles. And is it something that gets affected by acid? Silver but the, marbles. The, the silicone skin or whatever should have melted. It definitely should have at least hung off his face. It should have been more visually What was the skin made out of, Travis? I don't know. Jesus, man. But it should have reacted to the acid. Just like an alien when the thing gets cut and that goes all the way through to the hull of the ship. That acid keeps burning through floor by floor by floor. I, you know what I wanted to see? I wanted to see more fireworks, like firecrackers in the helmet at the end. That was lame. More firecrackers. The charred, the the charred uh, after the burn, the flame burn. The flame burn was dope. The flame bo- burn was fine because but when I, he yeah. saw him again and he was all charred, mm-hmm. he did this weird leap. Like he stuck his hand out and then did like a weird leap. It's like a proto mm-hmm. jump scare before they realize yeah. you have to sting it with music, <laughs> right? <laughs> so and <laughs> then he really fell true. flat on his face and then he got up and he had no face, and like which the, was also a scare. You guys are just too jaded by the modern movie setting. Uh, no, I'm I'm fine that with might, that. You it know, just, it just it was might be done. true. It was done. Uh, it just wasn't done as well as it's done today. So I get the the jump scare of the no face and all that stuff, but that was already revealed, so it really didn't bother. It wasn't like, oh my god, he has no face. Like it was already revealed that he had a detachable face. So yeah, that wasn't a surprise to me. And then the the like you said, the fire, the sparklers, <laughs> the sparklers. Yeah, it just firecrackers again. We've seen that kind of thing done in the early eighties with a certain movie and it was way better. Now, yeah, you're probably talking about 10 years later, but it just better effects were done in the fifties. So I was kind of not impressed with the ending, the story ending fine, but the visuals of it, I was not buying it. I don't know about this. I don't know about this saving private Ryan. We have UAVs today that be doing all the recon. We'd know exactly where those cannons were. Fuck, those cannons would be so dead. We'd be hitting them with ICBMs from uh, from uh, our bases over in Greenland, you know? We'd be, That's uh, not the same. Is it, though? You're, you're talking to somebody who loves stop-motion animation when done right. Like, I can watch a Ray Harryhausen movie and be like, those skeletons are cool as shit. You mean like Basket I can Case? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like a hand puppet. <laughs> I love basket case. <laughs> I really shouldn't. Puppet. It's such garbage, but no, it's, it is kind of garbage. But it's fun garbage. Just like I love the the movie Pumpkinhead. I love that movie, not because it's a good movie, but because the practical effects are amazing. Yeah, I love Pumpkinhead too. You've never seen it. Yeah, you're right. They made you believe that Yul Brynner had no face or brain. <laughs> it was just an empty shell of a man standing That's fine. up. Ugh. Jeez yeah. I, I loved his performance way before his face came off. And then I was just like, meh. They blew it. For me, personally. It doesn't make me hate the movie. It just makes me... It kind of took me out of a movie when it's so badly 
rendered, I guess is the the correct word, when the effects are badly performed, the sparklers had to go. (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, there goes our sponsorship from Black Cats. (laughs) And then the music at the end. I was like, that that takes you out of it too. I know it's supposed to be eerie, Dan, like when you see him without a face, but like... I don't know. When I saw it, I was like, oh, cool, a gut shot. Like, I want to see what's inside a robot. Just too into electronics. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Well, we'll have to uh, watch a few more Disfigured Face movies to see if we can find what scares George. Yes. Let's do it. I can think of two or three right off the top of my head. You know what it reminded it me of, Dan? What's that? The The classic The Fly. Oh, yeah. Okay. You look at the movie The Fly. It's basically just a guy wearing a glove and a and a mask. Not even a mask. He has like a Not sheet even. over his head for most of the movie. Right, most of the movie. Because they know the it looks like shit, and they're trying to hide it from you so that it, you know, they don't overexpose their crappy effect. They understood the rev- what they were the doing. The reveal, the reveal is as shocking as what they wanted this reveal to be, but it was way done way better. It, it <sighs> hit its mark. It hit its mark. It hit the 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 score mark. It hit everything when she pulls. She pulls his hood off of the guy. Yeah. His wife. Yeah, I've seen it. She, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's he's trying to push her to do something, and he finally <laughs> gets in her face, and she pulls the hood off, and he's got a fly head. Oh. But it's, it's like 1951. Okay. So it's not, it's not scary. I'm going to have to watch this. Because it's not done to be scary but the jump the 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 reveal is scary like it's shocking Uh not scary gotcha this could have been that way but it was kind of hokey to me when he just kind of sits up whatever i'll tell you what (laughs) i I think at this point (laughs) no i think at this point like you know dan loves this movie i don't really like this movie that much Travis likes some things about the movie and is dissatisfied with some things about the movie. I don't think anyone's mind's getting changed tonight. This is true. God, it's like Facebook. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> no, I uh, I have some hot takes on the fly <laughs> if you're ready for these, Travis. Mm-hmm. Simpsons did it better. Oh. Like wow. that seven-minute clip in that Treehouse of Horror yeah. episode from The Simpsons does in seven minutes what the first Fly movie took an hour and a half to do. Mm-hmm. And it does Not it usually. just as well. And you know why? Because they have a point of reference and they had 20 years to think about it. I agree. All right. <laughs> we're going to put this under the belligerent episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's the same thing with RoboCop. I think that George has an un unacknowledged bias against sci-fi that we're going to need to work against. I think we're going to need to know coming in because I had a feeling that this was too RoboCopy for George. I was hoping by right. beating him about the head during the RoboCop episode that I would bring him, you know, closer into the fold with this movie. But I understand now that I'm up against forces greater than my own influence. <laughs> and so I'm just going to need to know when we do sci-fi that involves robots that George isn't going to like it, and I'm going to have to make him understand why it's important. I don't, I don't know that that's fair, but like, I, for instance, this isn't like technically robots, but there was an episode of Black Mirror. Hey guys, it's Dan in post. What is about to happen needs some context. He doesn't know 
that he's watching Total Recall next, and he has no idea anything about the movie Total Recall. So keep this in mind. He's watching Total Recall next. We made the decision to watch Total Recall before we recorded this episode and hadn't told him yet. And even if we had, he didn't know what Total Recall was. Now, listen to what he describes in Black Mirror and just join us in rejoicing for what is to come in our next episode. Where you could implant this thing in your head and you can replay memories and it can like make you think faster and it can like it's just like this you know this this technology thing right that you like implant in your head and it does this thing it basically makes you part robot right mm-hmm. mm. it gets kind of out of control not i don't know it's yeah yeah it gets out of control let's just this episode gets out of control it's a beautiful episode and i loved it see you might have preferred the book or movie terminal man also by michael Crichton, where basically they've got a uh a brain implant that's supposed to suppress the urges of a homicidal person, and then it starts misfiring and making them actually more homicidal. And now he's on the mm. run, and they gotta get him. I would like that. These are not robot movies, though. Okay. Yeah, you don't like robot movies, George. <laughs> and that's okay. You just need to acknowledge it. So next time we do a robot movie, you're like, oh, it's a robot movie. I don't like these. <laughs> All right. I would propose that... Well, that's a challenge then. Find me a robot movie that I'll like. Yeah, we'll work on it. All right. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a huge robot fan either. I think I like the social commentary more than I like mm-hmm. the robots themselves. But I would propose that you could actually do a pretty cool Westworld theme park if you could come up with a good, like, reliable paintball gun type thing mm-hmm. that looked like an old-fashioned gun. Although those things hurt, well, I don't know if I want to get six foot, you know, point blank range with a with a paintball, whatever. But yeah, but if you could find a reliable paintball gun that made the big kaboom sound when you pulled the trigger, and didn't kill people, and then instead of having robots, you just had staff whose job it was to get shot and act out parts, it'd just be yeah. like LARPing in the West. But you could make some pretty good money doing that. I would go. I'd go. Don't bang those robots though. Because they're people, not robots. I'm thinking about this summer getting on a staff at down in Cape May to do a, a pirate ship where you're improving as a pirate for the guests. Well, there you go, man. Sounds like fun. I'd do it. Don't bang those yeah. pirates. They're not robots. They're people. <laughs> I don't know why I sound so pro-banging robot. Don't bang robots. Yeah. That's don't probably not robots. a good idea. You know, robots are people too. Yeah, this is true. Some of the ones coming out of Asia are really hot. Wow. Oh, man. You'd think I'd cut that. I'm not going to. That stays um, Of course not. <laughs> you better cut it. Oh, oh man. Hey, it's Dan in post. I didn't cut it. Oh, George. You, you will see. At some point in the future, we're going to watch another movie that's influenced by the... Uh, by a segment of this, and we'll talk about it at the time. But just know that you're going to hear about Westworld in the future a couple of times. And okay. you probably ought to watch the TV show. Because even though I think the things you were looking for in this movie are better addressed in the long format. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's how they do the Westworld show. And this isn't a spoiler, I don't think. If they had done season one and stopped, it would have been perfect. 
because mm-hmm. they decided to do season two, they built upon what they did in season one. And had they stopped at the end of season two, it would have been pretty near perfect. Like one and two are seriously good, well-developed, stand on their own, kind of like how Christopher Nolan, because it's Jonathan Nolan is who's involved in the, the show. Christopher Nolan, the way he did Batman Begins, if they don't get to do a second one, it stands on its, it's own perfect, as awesome. Right? It ties into the world as we already know it, and you can just leave it there. But it leaves room for the Dark Knight, which builds upon it. But again, if you stop at the end of Dark Knight and you don't make a third one, pretty damn perfect. Mm-hmm. Not unlike Dark Knight Rises, which, eh, Season three of Westworld really gets off the rails. Hot takes on the Westworld show. Season one's perfect. Season two's worth it, but not perfect. And season three, eh, skip it. Pretend it doesn't exist. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's it tracks. It tracks. Yeah. Oh, but eventually you get season nine that would be a crossover with Jason. Mm. Jason versus Westworld. Westworld versus Jason. I'm on board. Jason part of Westworld. Oh. You can man. go to Crystal Lake. No, I talked about that when the show was on because they're all owned by mm-hmm. the same company now. Where it's like you could have Jason and Batman show up in Westworld, or you could give me a Gotham world, right? Like Bat World. Where that would be cool. Batman is a robot and Robin's a robot and the Joker's a robot and yeah. I always thought it'd be cool to open a camp and actually have that kind of feel to it where you're in the world of Friday 13th. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be scary. Well, I think we've uh, we've tried to convince George, but given my respect for consent, I say we go no further. Okay. <laughs> George, are you ready to hear what we're doing in two weeks? Sure. Okay. This movie... <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie... This... We're going to watch Jurassic Park. No, I'm kidding. That'd be cool. We just did. <laughs> we just did. Uh, we're going to watch um, Blazing Saddles. For real? No. Uh. We are going to watch a movie. Okay. That kind of plays into the nip, levels nip, that we've been... Nip, nip. No hints. No discussions. <laughs> no hints. So we're, we're not going to We're not going to say we're watching them, The Terminator? We're going to tell them the title of the movie. <laughs> and then he's going to go, I don't know what that is. And then we're going to go, good. And then we're going to wrap up. Proceed. We're going to watch the classic movie, uh, Total Recall. Total Recall. Total Recall. Do you recall hearing anything about Total Recall, George? He's making a face like he doesn't want to watch it. No, I'm trying to think (laughs) of what Total... He's pooping. (laughs) No, I'm trying to think of what Total Recall is. He's trying to recall what Total Recall is. I have definitely heard of it. That's good. It's a plus. I think it might just be the, you know what it is? It's the play on words with the Chase Bliss pedal. Oh yeah, the tonal okay. recall. Yeah, the tonal recall. Yeah, that's I've I mean that's basically the what the movie's about. <laughs> the movie's about a guitar pedal that says says says, says the 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 <laughs> echo 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 echo. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Shout out to those guys at Chase Bliss. A lot of knobs. A lot yeah. of the knobs. A lot of switches. Yeah, I don't know this movie at all, so that'd be good. Well, in that case, I say we wrap up here. Nothing better than throwing George into a movie that he may or may not like. Luckily, 
Well, I will say no There's more. a few things better, I think. I can think Are of three things right off it? the top of my head. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod or find the extra credit group at facebook.com slash groups slash remedialfilmpod. You can also find us at Twitter and Instagram at at remedialfilmpod. You can email us at remedialfilmpod at gmail.com or you can just think really, really hard, remedial, remedial, remedial. And we might hear you or, you know, not. Probably not. See you in two weeks for Total Recall or is it all just a dream? I much rather have the George that likes the movie than the George that doesn't. Yeah, that George that doesn't like the movie isn't any fun. It's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll get him a lunch detention and he'll be fine. Give me nappy nappy. Before stabby stabby. I'll take a nap. I'll have a snack. I'll watch some warm milk. We're going to need a Snickers sponsorship here. Just put um, on your footy pajamas. I'll have a Snickers before I start. (laughs) I haven't had a Snickers in like a year. That sounds delicious. (sighs) I had a Snickers... Mm. Uh, right around Halloween, mm. I I raid the kids' bag for Snickers. Absolutely, yeah. I'm definitely. a Heath Bar guy. Oof. Eh, sometimes I like it depends. It. I like Heath. Bars. I like Heath bars. Yeah, you don't have They're to right. like them. It's actually better it's if you guys don't like them because then I don't have to share. It's more for you. I actually <laughs> I actually like Milky Ways, but I don't like them room temperature. Right, they gotta be frozen. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm.